Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 175 of the All Dolphins podcast on this beautiful Tuesday, December 26th. 2023. We are joined today, as you can see on our screen, by a good friend, Todd Karpovich of BaltimoreSports.com. Todd, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you? How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Uh, we will be talking all things Ravens, the massive matchup at MNT Bank Stadium. Is that what it's called these days? MNT. It's, it's called, yeah, so far. Yeah. Okay. There, there should be rules about changing your name of your stadium five times. Like you should yeah. only be able to change your name of your stadium like three times. I'll just keep it Ravens Stadium. How's that? <laughs> yeah. As a Dolphins beat writer, after we've gone from Dolphins Stadium to Joe Robbie Stadium to Pro Player Stadium to hard rock. Sound Life, now Hard Rock. Hold <laughs> on, Land Shark. You totally skipped Land Shark. Yeah. Land Shark, absolutely. Uh, did they have a the Orange Bowl? <laughs> exactly. Under Armour, was it the Fruit of the Loom, the company that, that does Fruit of the Loom? Was it ever Fruit Under Armour? Oh, it was Under Armour. Like, yeah. It, With Under Armour, it's gone through so many names. Um, before we get to Todd, we will do our obligatory hat tip. And looking back at the first go around of number 75, we picked Nick Williams uh, because it was the week of the Chargers game. How can I possibly not go with Doug Betters? Defensive end, who, oh, by the way, was merely the 1983 NFL Defensive Player of the Year when he had, I believe it was 18 sacks. Uh, Doug, very unfortunately, got in a nasty skiing accident uh, that left him in a wheelchair, paralyzed, uh, you know, from the waist down. But hell of a player, six-round pick, I want to say, out of Wyoming, uh, part of the great defenses of the 1980s for the Dolphins, so hat tip to Doug Betters. Omar, no comment. That's before your time. That's way before your time. Hell, you weren't even born when that happens. Way before my time. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Time to talk Baltimore and Todd. Man, wow. That was some impressive stuff by the Ravens last night. Statement game. Um, Ravens talked. Ravens, you know, they, they were five and a half, five, five and a half point underdogs. They talked all week about being disrespected. They they did not like that line. They were they were literally, they were, they were mad about it. You know, Kyle Hamilton's like, you know. We're, we're eleven and three, and we're, we're, we're five and a half point dogs. And Roquan Smith was, you know, he's he's a guy also you don't want to anger because he plays angry, you know. And Patrick Queen, so yeah, they were they were determined to make a statement last night, and I don't think um, I don't think the 49ers can match their intensity, you know. And this, of course, the 49ers, they've lost. Really? Hold most- on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody in the world said the 49ers are the most physical, the most in your face team in the NFL for the 2023 season and you're saying that they couldn't match the Ravens tenacity they got punched in the mouth <laughs> as the and Ravens always do you know I mean Brock Purdy with uh, four picks career high um you know they they, they they he got you know he had a stinger they said go ahead and put him back in the game they said you know what we'll get ready for next week we'll put in a Sam Darnold and he threw an interception you know so yeah it was a statement game for the Ravens but again it's sort of 
it's sort of moot because everything comes down to the game this week against the Dolphins. This is this is the this is the biggest game of the year as far as you know AFC goes. Okay, and Scott, I, I don't need to remind you that last year those two teams faced each other at MNT Bank Stadium, and the Dolphins torched the Ravens in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, mostly in the fourth quarter, but still, I mean, 42 points, two had six touchdown passes. Waddle and Hill, both 11 catches, 171 yards on 190. They could not cover those guys, period. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Baltimore defense is much better now. What's what's the your thought on how well the Baltimore defense is equipped to deal with the Dolphin passing game? Well, after that game, you know, we, 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 the Ravens were scrutinized after that game. We had them, you know, we were like, what happened there? You know, how, how did you fall apart? You had double digit lead. Um, and they were just based every, to a player, to a coach, they said there were communications breakdowns. They, they, you know, um, Kyle Hamilton was a rookie. Um, Mike McDowell, you know, his first year, you know, first, first year defensive coordinator. There were, there were some, they, they weren't on the same page um, as far as coverages go. As far as who this would be marking, you know, um, where guys are supposed to be, they're a different team now. That they don't have those communication issues anymore. So I don't, um, I you know, I mean, I, the game would go either way. You know, it's, I said this last week about the 49ers. You know, it could be a blowout by the 49ers, a blowout by the Ravens, or go overtime. You know, I feel the same way about this game. It didn't go any. It's, it's the great thing about this game is you have no idea how it's going to play out. But I think I don't think the Ravens are going to have that type of collapse again. Uh, I, you know, the one thing I will say, people always ask me, who's your favorite team in the NFL? And I, I always tell them, I don't like teams. I generally like styles or I root for teams that have people who are my friends that, that play for them or coach for them. Um, that used to be the Ravens just because they had Ed Reed and they had um, Willis McGahee and, they, you know, they're the back old school UM Ravens. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the Ravens also, under Harbaugh, played the smash-mouth style of football that I value, respect, love. Um, and what I've always found extremely appealing or attractive about their style is, and I call them the Debo of the NFL. You, you ever seen Friday, Todd, where yeah. there, there's that character, the Debo, yeah, yeah, the, the big guy. walk up to you and, and he's going to say, you know, you, you, you got his bike and he's going to say, what bike, fool? Um, that's Harbaugh and his team. And what I love about this matchup is Miami disrespectfully has this finesse label because of, you know, the speed elements, even though they have the second best rushing attack in the NFL behind the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but certain people won't call any names, but he's wearing a Montreal Expos hat, uh, says that they're a finesse team, even though they have a number four defense in the NFL play smash mouth football. But certain people say they're a finesse team. They're a finesse and, team. And and now they play a physical Ravens team. How do you see that matchup playing out? Um, now, the Ravens are going to watch a lot of tape from last year. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill is a big X factor here. You know, I don't know what his health is. Waddle also, another big X factor. Um, um, they're going to watch, they're watch, they're going to spend hours watching a film of Tua, you know, the way he tours them last year. Of course, you know, Tua leads the NFL in passing yards, you know, and, um, you know, um, and, and Tyreek Hill leads and it's on receiving yards. So I think that's why they get that finesse, they get that finesse label because they're so explosive on offense. Um, but you know, um, I think you know the Ravens are going to approach this game the same way that they approach the 49ers. 49ers have a have a great rushing attack, Christian McCaffrey. You know, they have solid receivers, Debo Samuel, you know. Um, so they're gonna uh, you know, they'll stay, I guess, you know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll stay in zone a little bit and make sure they don't get beat over the top. Um, 
I think they you know they're going to um, they'll look for um, tells when Dolphins are going to run the ball and they'll they'll stack they'll stack line of scrimmage. Now the key is Kyle Hamilton. You know he hurt his knee again last night. They're a different defense when he's not in the game. They're they're not as good. They just they're not, he's a very good player as far as he keeps things organized and they move him around so much. Or you know he had two interceptions in the first half last night. You know like game you know, he had three sacks and a half you know earlier in the season. So he can do it all. So that, that's something to watch because if, if 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 Kyle Hamilton can't play, that's going to be a big benefit for the Dolphins. But otherwise, um, the Ravens are going to attack them. Two quick points, if I may. I say the Dolphins are a finesse team on offense because they're about deception, misdirection, and then spreading you out horizontally and vertically as opposed to boom, coming straight at you. So I And I said what I said. Number two uh, – Saw a comment, maybe that was wishful thinking from Harbaugh after the game last night where he said he didn't think it was going to be anything serious with Hamilton. And I hear you. On the flip side, the Dolphins have a potential issue with the aforementioned Jalen Waddell, who Mike McDaniel revealed has a high ankle issue. And if it's, high ankle, yeah. if it's a high ankle sprain, the odds of him playing are probably not very good. Um, and they've also got Robbie chosen in the concussion protocol. Let's not disrespect Robbie because he is also that guy who stretches the field. Who else stretches the field, Poupard? Tell me who else, except for Jalen Waddle and 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 Tyreek Hill, stretches the field while catching five passes on the season. Yes, that would be Robbie chosen. Does he stretch it or not? There could be some weather up here this weekend, too. I mean, if it's raining today, um, it could be cold, windy, and raining on Sunday. So oh. that can also play into, you know, how, how much these teams are able to throw the ball. Yeah, and, and uh, Raheem Mostert's also battling an injury, so that's a factor. He's the fourth leading rusher in the NFL, um, even though Poupard does not want to give him for being a downhill rusher, and he has 21 touchdowns on the season that leads the NFL. You know, he has got a lot of physicality to him as well, Poupard. He's tied for the NFL lead. McCaffrey tied him last night. And by the way, it's another one. McDaniel said that Mostert definitely could have gone back into the game. He wanted to go back into the game. Uh, and McDaniel yeah. basically said, no, you're good. Jeff Wilson is doing the job. And Jeff Wilson helped close out the game on the final drive. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge game for the Dolphins because oh, they lose. then they got to play the Bills last week. Everybody's telling the Bills, the team you don't want to see. You want to see. I'm not buying into that. You know, I think the Bills are, are still very good. But I don't, I, don't, I'm not, I don't think anybody fears them. You know, I don't think about mm-hmm. uh, Dolphins. Yeah, again, yeah, the first game this year. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! It's not first game this year. Josh Allen's entire career, um, Miami was Charles Clay dropped the pass to the, in his rookie season that would have sealed a win for him, and then uh, last season he just pooped the bed in the first game early in the year on the final drive, a game-winning drive. He just threw a horrible pass that that basically sealed the loss, but. Josh Allen's has been the player of the week, I think, in four contests that he's played Miami. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Omar has Josh Allen nightmares. Uh, by the way, did you, here's, here's a crazy thing. We're talking about the Bills here real quick. You know they could wind up with a number two seed? Yeah. yeah. How crazy is that? And Cleveland could have been number one. I don't know if they still can. They if can. They, they, out, can and one, they absolutely could be number one. And the Dolphins can still wind up with the number one seed, even if – sorry – if they win against Baltimore, lose against Buffalo, they still could end up with the number one seed, but it would require the Ravens to lose against Pittsburgh in the finale and for the Browns to lose one of their final two at home against the Jets or at Cincinnati. Yeah, which I don't see happening. I think the Browns are going to No, I don't, I don't either. And I don't see 
I don't see the Patriots be uh, winning at Buffalo on Sunday, which means if the Dolphins don't win, if they win, they're in the driver's seat for the number one seat. If they don't win, they're playing for the AFC's title at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, and the Chiefs did everybody favors by losing to the Raiders, you know, because they were a team who had the easiest schedule down the stretch and could have snuck in there and grabbed that one seed. And they lose to the Raiders, and now, you know, now, now they're in turmoil, you know, the Taylor mm-hmm. Swift effect. Oh, you're not blaming this on Taylor Swift. The Swifties will get you, sir. Todd, you watch yourself. That, that, might, that, might be worse. Todd, that might be a more egregious offense than insulting two and on. I think the Swifties outnumber two and on by quite a large number. Uh, and Beyonce, geez, the way you say something about her, forget it, man. You're 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 canceled. Absolutely. Um, but listen, I, I'm curious about we all know the style that the Baltimore Ravens have been playing. Um, and I personally believe that this final two-game stretch features three of the candidates that are MVP candidates in terms of Tua Tung, for, for Miami, Tua Tungvaloa, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Um, it's kind of an elimination. Sorry, that's, that's not how you pronounce Tyreek Hill, Lamar. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> how you pronounce Tyreek Hill. Uh, if Tyreek was still on pace for 2000, it doesn't matter, but okay. It, 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 it does matter. You know he's not going to get it. So as 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 Tyreek is going to pull a Kamala Harris and say it is to a tongue of Iloa. Do you think that the winner of Sunday's game will walk into the season finale as the front runner for MVP of the league? I do. I think the team that gets the number one C will have the player with the MVP. I, I think that's going to shake out. Um, now Lamar. Lamar, you know, his, his, his passing numbers aren't gaudy, but he's, he's such a good runner, you know, so he's sort of a complete package. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the winner on Sunday, whoever whoever wins the game will have the front runner for MVP, you know. And Lamar, Lamar, Lamar said, um, you know, he doesn't really care about MVP. You know, he, he said that numerous times. He's won it already. Why wouldn't he, he care about exactly. MVP? The only thing he wants to win is the Super Bowl. That's the only thing he's worried about, you know. He's like, um, you know, he loves the MVP talk, but, he, you know, he's not worried about it which is, you know, refreshing. But, of course, the Ravens are really touting them. They're really hyping them up for MVP Harbaugh said it last night, and they're, they're chancing for the game. But, again, Lamar has to um, Lamar has to win some playoff games. He has to win some playoff games to start, you know, really, um, you know, getting his name in there with the great quarterbacks. You know, he's one in three. He's one in three in the playoffs. You know, um, he's, beating, he's beating the Titans, you know, and he got knocked out of the Buffalo game. Tough. He got knocked out of the, the Buffalo game. Um, when they played up there, which was a difference in the game. And then, of course, he was hurt last year for the postseason. So. Behind Enemy Lines is brought to you by U-Brake Wheel Fix, which is your complete wheel repair and finishing solutions shop located in North Miami. Over 25 years of experience repairing damaged wheels from cracks and bends all along any type of finishing job, painting job, brake job. Customize your wheels with the colors and designs that you want all you need to do is call Mark at 305-748-0112 or hit them up on all social media platforms at You Break Will Fix. So let, let's talk a little bit about this Ravens defense. Um, the style, the, the one thing I've always loved and respect and appreciated about Harbaugh teams is no matter what the personnel is, they look. it looks identical. It is the same. It still punch you in the mouth aggressive uh matchup zone uh physical sometimes pressing uh they're gonna they're gonna blitz they're gonna attack you they're gonna they're gonna take big shots 
how good would you rate this defense this year for the Ravens? This is their their best defense under Hallball since that maybe since they got Terrell Suggs again, you know, when when Terrell Suggs is wrapping up 16, 70 sacks a year. Um, you know, the uh Matabike, you know, they they had that double digit sack guy since since Suggs, you know, since Suggs retired. And Matabike's at eleven, you know. Um uh, Clowney has been a huge addition for this team. And um the Ravens are doing a really good job. Van Noy too. The Ravens do a very good job keeping their veterans rested and you know, for late in the game. I saw Clowney last night and then the fourth quarter, he was a recognition game, you know, he was a game record. In the fourth quarter, same thing with Van Noy, you know. Um, so yeah, th- this defense is, is one of the better defenses Harbaugh's had, you know, since the days of Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and those guys. It's because they're so disciplined. And Mike McDonald, he's a guy, he's a guy you got to keep an eye on for a head coaching job after this season because he's done such a good job. He's a Harbaugh disciple. He's very organized. You know, he's, he's he sort of fits the mold for being a head coach. You know, not no nonsense. Does a pretty good job. Dealing with the media, you know, not revealing anything but answering questions, you know, that's that's a fine balance. Um, you know, having a relationship with these uh, with us. Um, but yeah, this is this is one of the Ravens' better defenses, and this is a year. I mean, the Ravens have after this season, they have like I think it's 21 free agents. They're, they're basically you can form an NFL team with the guys that are, that are going to be free agents after this year. So th- this could be the window for a couple of years before they have to they got to build it back up. You know, and then sort of gets into sort of get guys in and, and acclimate them to the system. Boy, you, know, kept, had, you kept dropping that Kyle Van Not name on me. And I was yeah, I was, I was going to mention Kyle Van Van Noy. Actually, we had him here for one year, and he was solid. Uh, not necessarily a fan of the media here, because let's just say he was a little bit surly, mean, prickly, spirited, much nicer guy up here. Much nicer guy up here. He laughs. Well, yeah. It being turned by four NFL teams, it'll do it to you because <laughs> yeah. your personality sucks. But the, uh, <laughs> but the dude can play. I mean, he's still. Yeah. He was, oh, he, he could play. play. That was never the issue. Yeah. He just always wore out his welcome with his per- wonderful personality. Yeah. He's okay up here. Yeah. And, and no, and to me, the one guy I had a man crush on last year when it became clear the Bears were going to trade him, and I was like, oh, God, I would love him on the Dolphins. And that's Roquan Smith and Omar is like doing the old head head back there because I don't know I don't know what your point is, what your issue is. Roquan Smith is a baller, and he's made a major difference on that defense. And tell me I'm wrong, Todd. He changed the whole culture of defense when he came in. Thank you. Year. They were struggling without him. When he came in, he came in and tightened everything up. Pat, Patrick Queen is going to earn a huge free agent. Uh, is going to earn a huge payday by playing next to Roquan Smith. You know, he struggled before Roquan got there. You know, couldn't tackle, was was lost in, in coverage. And, you know, Roquan sort of steered him, you know, steered him. They, they played four linebackers. Roquan sort of steered him into, hey, this is how you play. Watch the ball, fly the ball, don't, you know, and showed him how, how, how to, you know, how to be a better NFL player. So now he put himself up for a huge payday. And Abiki is also a free agent, you know, a guy who also, you know, can just, he, you know, he can attack the offensive line and freeze linebackers up. But yeah, Roquan, Roquan is the, um, you know, he was, he was, he was the, uh, uh, you know, the, the good guy of the year award, you know, for the Ravens oh. this year. He gives back to the community. He's always in the community. You know, he's always with kids and food drives and, you know, and really, really, you know, and um, Ravens gave him a huge contract. Highest paid inside linebacker history of the game. Um, but yeah, and and he, I have no problem or issue with how good he is. I do agree, especially when you have an inside linebacker who provides that leadership. It helps sew everything all together. But, gentlemen, we all know you're going to give $100 million to a player. Are you going to give it to an inside linebacker or are you going to give it to a du- double-digit edge rusher? 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. In this, when the, uh, sorry, let me answer first. When, when your inside linebacker can be a difference maker the way Roquan Smith is, he's every bit as valuable to, as your double digit edge guy. Yeah, the, Ra- the Ravens value leadership. They value locker room guys. They really put an emphasis on that. They, they're not. They're not a stats team. You know, they're not. They're not guys. Look at numbers. They want guys who are who are good personalities and they keep. They're, they're leaders and, and they lead by example and they're vocal. And they, Roquan fit the mold. He, he's a he's a perfect example of a Ravens player. Um, yeah, but you know, um, and again, he made he made Patrick Queen so much better. He put himself in such a position for a, a huge payday in the offseason. We'll see. They can't franchise him. They can't franchise him. There's a 21 million, I think, franchise tag on the inside linebacker. And even Matabike for a defensive tackle, I think it's a high number. So it's going to be difficult to keep his team together. So they're going back to my point. The Ravens have a window. This guy, it's got to be, it might be this year. Mm-hmm. This is interesting oh. that you say that because you, while you guys are $13 million um, under next year's projected cap, uh, the Dolphins are $40.7 million over projected cap. Now, we all know the yeah. salary cap is fake, and and teams can write big, fat checks to reconfigure their roster. But you're saying that, especially with the Lamar Jackson contract, this is a win-now mode situation for this team? Pretty much. You know, the Ravens, they're always, the Ravens are always going to reload. But as far as talent-wise and depth, this is going this has got to be the team. You know, and, and Eric DaCosta said, you know, once – Lamar signs this huge deal. We're going to have to make sacrifices. You know, we're going to have to draft well, get younger players in here. And but you already do. Yeah. They already oh, do. They do. Yeah, they do. They have, they have great drafts. They're, they're very, I mean, that, that's how they, that's, and that's why they're so successful. They, they build their team from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do have a question that I want to ask you, Todd. And this is, this is a personal question for me because Ozzie oh. Newsom, my favorite executive in the NFL, has always been my favorite executive. Um, there is no, there is nobody close. I, when I go to the senior bowl, he's still around. Yeah, he's he still there, doing work. He was there, he was there Friday. Yeah. yeah, on draft day, he's still around. He's still doing work. Explain this to me. Is he retired or is he not retired? He's not retired. Uh, so he was at practice on Friday. He's at he's at practice. Probably he's there every day. We're there. You know why? He's not involved. You know he's watching. You know he's Rashadi comes. The owner comes. They, they sit together. But yeah, he's um. Eric DaCosta was Ozzy's sounding board, you know, so they still have a tight – their offices are next to each other. Ozzy's still there every day. You know? So Ozzy still got an office. He's still there every day. Yeah. So Ozzy is technically still the man in charge. Yeah, the team, yeah. yeah. He's probably puts in 50 hours a week. <laughs> you know, what else is he going to do, you know? I there agree you with you. Yeah. No, and, and with his resume, he doesn't need the credit for it, so. No. But he, he's definitely engaged. He's definitely engaged – when he goes to practice, I mean, he's out there, you know, he's, he, you know, he, he works out in the players, you know, uh, training room, and he comes out of practice and he's engaged. He, he's talking to the owner. He's talking to the coaches. You know, he's a, you know, he's a guy, he's, he's involved. He's definitely involved. Yeah. No, the, dude's impressive. Not only, I mean, he was a hell of a player, obviously a hall of fame tight end and maybe as good, if not better as an executive. I mean, yeah. like, 
That guy's impressive. Omar, you never saw him play as a tight end. He he could play. The dude could no, play. No, I never I never knew him as a player, but I know yeah. him as the best executive in the NFL at, at probably in, in my lifetime. And I, I think, hell, if they could put you in the Hall of Fame twice, Ozzy would probably be a great candidate for that. He still loves Alabama. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that, that, well, we won't hold that against him, but that, that's a different topic. Uh, it, I've seen oh, yeah, down there, either yeah. – yeah, either full game or parts of a lot of Ravens games. And I'm a little surprised because of the pedigree on their offensive line. There's a lot of times I see Lamar having to scramble quite a bit. Um, in my perception, is my perception wrong? Or is their pass pro a little bit on the shaky side? It's on the shaky side. Ryan Steely hasn't been right all season. You know, he's, yeah. he's a left tackle. You know, he's a guy ever since he had the ankle injury, knocked him out for a season and a half. Really not the same player. They gave him a lot of money. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, they probably maybe should have gave Orlando Brown Jr. that money. He played well at left tackle when, when Snelly was out. Um, yeah, so he's banged up. Um, you know, so they're rotating. They're rotating the offensive line. You know, Pat McCurry and, uh, you know, Morgan Moses. And, and they're trying to keep these guys fresh, and they're banged up. Yeah. So that's something to watch in this game coming up. Because Stanley, Stanley, you know, he, he struggles a little bit with the speed rusher. But yeah, the offensive line—they're rotating, and they—they they, sometimes they run a little. They played well last night, but they do have a little trouble pass blocking. They're a good run blocking team because they pull—they pull so well. Uh, quick follow-up, and we mentioned Ronnie Stanley. Fun fact, Dolphin fans—he was selected in the same draft as Laramie Tunsil. Uh, he went sixth, I want to say. Tunsil went thirteenth, and since Tunsil was viewed by many as potentially a top three pick, if not number one overall, before. The, the video. Two. The Ravens would have taken him. It wasn't for that video. That was. That's what I was going to ask you. The Ravens would have taken him. They would have taken Tunsil if that thing didn't come out. Okay. So there you go. Good thing weed's legal in the NFL now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um. What else do we got? Justin Tucker's missing some kicks this year. I see. But and I bring that up because Jason Sanders just made three three fifty yards plus field goals on Sunday in addition to the game winner. And I saw this said Justin Tucker one for four. From outside 50 this year. What's going on with that? Father time. Okay. Father, father time's undefeated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so guys get a little older and he was good last night. You know, Tucker's still a guy I want kicking for me when the game's on the line. Um, but yeah, you know, I think he, he he's showing his age a little bit, but he's still he's still Justin Tucker. You know, he's still a guy, he's still a guy you want kicking when the game's on the line, you know. And um, you know, you know, he's not, he may not be able to hit a 61 yard like he did against the Lions a couple of years ago. But, you know, he's going to be a guy, you know, you want kicking for you. If, I'll tell you what, it's always a bad omen for the Ravens when Tucker misses a kick. It's, the, game usually goes through, the game usually goes sideways when he misses. Um, let me ask you a little bit about the wide receiving core that, that Lamar Jackson has. His numbers aren't gaudy. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the weaponry that's around him, not necessarily his protection. Um, I am a huge fan of Zay Flowers. I discovered yeah. him. His freshman year at Boston College, uh, I don't know how, I was just, because I, I don't even watch college football, and I saw this electric guy on, on highlights, and I said, who is he? And people who chimed in, and he, they, they said he's a South Florida kid. So I followed him his whole career at Boston College. I wasn't surprised when he was a first-round pick, and I wasn't surprised he's having a dynamic season with the Ravens. Is it possible that we could eventually see this offense evolve around him? I do. You know, Zay Flowers, everything the Ravens thought Marquise Brown was going to be. Um, and, you know, Marquise Brown couldn't stay healthy. You know, he had an attitude. Um, you know, he, he didn't didn't like running after catches. And Zay Flowers, complete opposite. He, he's, a, he's, a, 
He's a kid who gets the ball. He wants to get up field. He turns his head up field. He likes to run, likes to break tackles. Last night, he had, he had nine targets. The, guy, the next guy had three, you know. So him and Lamar have very good rapport. Um, you know, he's not a big guy, you know, so you, you got to worry about durability a little bit, you know, as far as you know, taking That's a big hit from a safety. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a guy who – who yeah the Ravens they're already they're already he's he's the focal point of the offense leads the team in receptions yards touchdowns he's the guy you know Adele Beckham you know I think Adele, OBJ's had a, had a decent year he's also balancing injuries um Sorry. I don't, you know they're, they're talking about how they're trying to keep him fresh for the playoffs but you need him now you know you need him now because this is the last two games and the Ravens got to win these two games I do like the I do like the um the edge Beckham has brought to the brought to the offense you know we saw it last night as far as you know, getting getting defensive backs' faces and having a little swagger. He, he has a little swagger to the offense, which is I think what they needed. The offense that we needed because the Ravens such a defense oriented team. The offense needed you know to have their own identity there. Is is he still a fifteen million dollar receiver? No, no, they they overpaid for him, but you know they'll, they'll take it. You know because Lamar won them. Lamar, you know they're negotiating with Lamar. Lamar said, you know, give me a first round pick and wide receiver, bring in Zay Flowers, give me OBJ to run OBJ. He signed the deal, so you know. This did you it. ever think? Did you ever think for a second in the off season when his status was up in the air that Lamar would wind up leaving, or you pretty much feel all along is no, he's not going anywhere. Well, a lot of teams aren't looking very smart now, are they? When when they when they could have swooped in and got Lamar, they weren't smart then either. Like that was the dumbest crap I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think the thing was the Rams are going to match any offer. They sort of let the they're let they're let the market set itself. So um, said it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Set it and set it high. Look, you telling me that Atlanta couldn't have put a poison pill in a contract and just completely changed the diet, the look and tr- their entire franchise? Even with the city, even what they would have been, the Falcons yeah. would have been. Why not take a shot at that? Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I think it's the respect for the Ravens, the organization, Ozzie Newsome, that nobody even wanted to touch him. I was yeah. like, I was amazed. And how dumb every franchise was. Yeah, I was I was amazed that nobody when, when nobody when it came was after that first week and nothing came in. I was he, he's gonna he's gonna sign. You know, I thought I thought it was gonna be an extended holdout and all that. You know, we're gonna go through training camp. He's not gonna show up till August, mid August. But no, they got the cost. They got it done. You know, and um, and you could really feel the franchise. You know, Lamar is usually popular up here. People love him. He's like you know he's he's like Cal Ripken. You know, I mean he's like. That kind of status, you know. If he wins the Super Bowl, forget it. They're gonna put statues of him around the city. Um, so when he signed that contract, you could feel the goodwill and the fans really started, you know. Because I tell you what, it would have been an incredibly bad PR hit if the Ravens let Lamar Jackson walk. It would have been bad. I mean, because you have so a Lamar Anon in Baltimore. What's that? You have Lamar Anon in Baltimore. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Lamar's the guy. And, you know, and Lamar's out too. You know, he's a guy out in the community. You know, he's at food drives, giving out food, hangs out with kids. You know, he has his camps. Um, you know, he's, he's the Ravens do very good with their outreach, very good with their PR. You know, I mean, for example, the stadium. You know, um, the Ravens and Orioles up for extended lease. Ravens signed their, their lease deal day one. Give us the money. Boom. Orioles dragged it out to two weeks before the deadline. You know, so it's like now the Ravens also doing all these great renovations to the stadium. I don't know if you've seen it. Now they're going to make it interactive and have uh, sports bars, and you can watch the game from patios. Of course, they're moving a press box out. It's one of the best press boxes in NFL. Oh, the the best press box in the NFL. The best. Now you're getting booted out, man. Booted out, yeah. Yeah, you freeloader. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we're, we're going on top. But still, you know, but again, you know, the Ravens are very good with, you know, getting the community engaged. Todd, one, another thing about the offense is Mark Andrews was such a good security blanket for Lamar. I'm actually semi-shocked that they haven't gone all out for Zach Ertz. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, same type of, of tight end who could replace Andrews in that role. Is he still not employed? He's still, still not employed. I heard the Eagles. I heard the Eagles won him, but he did, I guess, you know, I don't know. What's He's that about? I don't know. You know, um, I, they like they like Isaiah Likely. They really they're really high on him. And Charlie Kohler, you know, Iowa State guy, also um, getting an opportunity, doing pretty. Not he's doing pretty well with the opportunity right now. You know, they like their young tight ends. Um, and I guess you know, integrating a guy like Earth. I don't know. I think I think you know him and Sue. Uh, now that Sue is another guy, the Ravens. Are they flirting with the Oh, he's a guy that's still out there. You know. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, so, we, we had him in for a workout last week. Um, I have done an about face on my position regarding Indomitian and Sue where I, we had him here. And, you know, I thought he was a horrible teammate. He's admitted he was a horrible teammate. I thought he was poisonous and could impact the locker room. But Dolphins player tell me we are Sue proof. Bring him on in. Oh, um, yeah. Could he? And, and obviously the Ravens have a strong enough locker room. Do you think that he can make that much of a difference for, for a Ravens team trying to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think he could. I think I think he could help really show up that run defense. Be a big body in the middle. Um, I think he's got that edge, you know, where you're you're when you're an opposing player, you want to know where that guy is. Oh, so you'll we'll, we'll him off. You know, it, it, he'll pop you. You know, um, I thought the Ravens should have got Sue Ennerts. You know, what I mean, let's go all in. You know, let's go all in because again, you know, it's all in time. Out. It is all in time. Yeah, because you don't know when you get back. When the, these opportunities in NFL, you never know when they're going to come back again. You know, when it's right in Swift. It's right in front of you. Very good point. I think I don't know, am I anything else? I think we've pretty much covered the whole. I, I do. I do want to know about the physical toll of playing a physical 49ers team, coming from the West Coast, having one day less of practice, having losing another day because of travel, probably only being able to practice one day this week. Do you think that that could? potentially impact their ability to prepare for Miami? I do. I, I do. I do think there, there's going to be some hangover there. The travel used to travel. And I felt they didn't do any favors to their schedule, you know, as far as, you know, playing the Dolphins and Irons back-to-back. And the Jacksonville game was a physical game. You know, that was a they, – they beat up on each other. You know, the Dolphins had a game in Dallas, you know, so, you know, which was also a little bit of a physical game. You know, it was, it was a good win by the Dolphins. Sure, they could win a, you know, a close game. Um, But, yeah, I think – I think um, but the Ravens this time of year, they have that mentality. They have that better mentality of, Leave it all on the table, and then you know when the season's over, deal with it. You know, I'll, but yeah, I, th- I think there will be some impact. But Harbaugh, Harbaugh does a pretty good job with that as far as getting guys at their feet. You know, there'll be a couple of vet days this week. You know, for my guys to make sure they're health, they're, they're they're healthy. But again, you know, the weather up here it's raining, so they might be indoors. You know, a couple of days this week, which you know is not ideal when you're getting ready for you know a game. Mm-hmm. Well, this segment is brought to you by You Break Wheel Fix. You're customized if you're interested in customizing your wheels and actually any aspect of your car refinishing. Um, you break wheel fix is located in North Miami. You can hit up Mark at 305-748-0112. Um, Poop, uh, do, do you want to ask Todd for a prediction? You want to shake him down for a prediction? Early, super early yeah. prediction? Predicted. What's your gut feeling tell you, Todd? 28, 24 Ravens. And why? 
I just think the home field advantage, the weather, um, Ravens played a, a really high confidence level. I think they learned a lot of lessons from that. Dol- I think they were embarrassed by that Dolphins game last year. I think it's there. They haven't talked about it, but I think it's a game that's been circling our calendar. To get, to get the Ravens are big on that. They're big on revenge. They're big on, you know, they're big on getting, you know, getting guys back. So I just think the intangibles there. Um, but you know, I think the Dolphins are a good team. I think this will be the Ravens' toughest game of the season. I, and I wonder if the Ravens defenders are going to be asked about that game this week. Oh, they will be. Of course, yeah. they will be. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know. Uh, no, and I'm sure it'll be a topic too. I, if if Tyreek graces us with his presence this week, I'm sure he'll be asked about his performance against Baltimore and. Two as well when he does his weekly thing on Wednesday. Thur- uh, Thursday. He Tyreek talks Thursday. And I said Tua. Oh, Tua, Tua. Okay. No, and I said Tyreek if he speaks because he didn't speak last week. Um, I don't need him to speak. I just need him to play. Need him to play. And he plays very good. <laughs> at an level. Yeah. yeah, Dolphins last week, they were all like embarrassed and bothered because Tyreek apparently ran out on us. Like they rushed us in there just to get Tyreek and Tyreek yeah. saw us coming and ran out and they were, they were so embarrassed. And I was just like, I don't care. Just play. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you're talking with your, with your performance. Absolutely. No question about it. Uh, all right, Todd, we appreciate your time. Um, this has been alldolphins.com. You know how to find us, where to find us, uh, alldolphins.com, where you can get your information for free. Uh, you do the same thing on, on covering the Ravens. Where can they find your work, Todd? Well, BaltimoreSports.com and on Twitter at Todd Carpenter. Mm-hmm. I, I wondered why you called it Baltimore Sports because I'm like, I click in Baltimore Sports and I think I'm getting everything. But... Orioles, Orioles, Ravens. <laughs> there okay, you go. yeah. See, he does cover the Orioles. Hey, you're on a good season for the Orioles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good season for the Orioles. Good season for the Ravens. It's like South Florida. Yeah, this could be a World Series and a Super Bowl. Who knows? Yeah. There you go. All right. I really appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you tomorrow. Oh, actually, we'll see you tonight when we'll do a live recap of the Hard Knocks episode. See, we're on that. We're on national TV every day. Every every day. Yeah, Which to be a, a good awesome. one considering yeah, awesome. the. <laughs> Should be yeah. a good one. This hard knocks recap, considering the the big victory against Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, so we'll everyone. See you later tonight. Thanks, guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.